0: USC's Rhythm and News podcast, where we break down everything in pop culture and entertainment. This is part of the Daily Trojan Network, USC's official student newspaper, and I'm glad that you're joining us for our very first episode of the spring semester 2021. I'm your host, Anmal Bajpai, and with me is my co-host, Shrika Ramani. Since this is our first episode, we're going to quickly introduce ourselves. Shrika, do you want to go first?
1: Hi everyone, so I'm Shrekha Ramani, uh, I'm a sophomore here at USC. Uh, I'm a Business of Cinematic Arts major, so I'm lo- more in the business techie side of the whole lo- lovely cinema industry. Uh, and I'm currently talking to you from India.
0: That's right. What time is it there?
1: It is around 10 a.m., which isn't bad, but like if you've had class till like 4 a.m., it's it, it sucks.
0: <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You're a student. Um, I'm Anmal, and I'm a USC senior, second semester, so I really have one foot out the door, one foot still here. I'm a com major, cinematic arts minor um, from the Seattle area, but I'm also from India, actually, born there, but mostly grew up here. Um, but let's get going. Uh, it's midterm season, so I hope you guys are all doing well, studying well. Hope this episode serves like a bit of a, a breather, a relaxation uh in terms of all your studying but today we got a lot to cover and we're going to talk about some of the top stories of the week we have a feature student guest on who's going to make you all feel extremely unproductive with what he's been doing and <laughs> we're going to discuss our main topic this week which is what is our main topic shrika
1: one division one division
0: that's right um at-
1: which i'll have you know i was forced to make a watch all right i watched it the day before this and i binge watched it entirely all because Unmol forced me to watch it i'm just putting it out there the <laughs> torture i've gone through
0: honestly i'm disappointed that you weren't already watching it so i don't think that's on me
1: okay <laughs> true true
0: all right our first segment up is news of the week this is the segment where we're going to catch you guys all up in what's happening in the world of arts and entertainment. And so the first topic of this week is the Golden Globes, which happened last Sunday. Did you get a chance to watch this, Shrika?
1: Uh, yes. And can we just talk about how amazing Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were? I mean, uh, the Golden Globes are literally held by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and they butchered them. They took them out for their lack of diversity. They took them out for their crappy nominations. I, I mean, I love them. I, I want to be them one day.
0: They're also like on different coasts. Like that was a virtual hosting gig and they were still as right. funny as they were when they were together on the Golden Globe stage, which is incredible. I want to give a bit of a shout out to Chadwick Bozeman. Who, um, I mean, we all know Golden Globes are a bit whack, but his win was definitely deserved And mm-hmm. the speech his wife gave was emotional. And I thought it was like a, the best part of the whole ceremony. Oh, I cried. Yeah. All right. Second up, we have Bridgerton season two. Now, I'm not I'm not very I'm not a big Bridgerton fan. So, Shrika, why don't you tell us about what's happening?
1: Honestly, I'm not a Bridgerton fan either, but my sister watched it and that's all she talks about right now, especially the main lead, who I believe is incredibly good looking. Um, But the amazing thing is Simone Ashley is now the lead actress uh, opposite Jonathan Bailey, who plays Anthony Bridgerton. And she's amazing because she's Indian descent. So it's one of like, I mean, to have a lead brown actress in in one of the top TV shows right now is, is honestly amazing, right? You feel represented. And I think that's why everyone's going gaga over her. Um, and, and, you know, Bridgerton's like pretty much been really amazing, trailblazing the whole representation thing. They've had amazing people of color on the show. And I think this is just, you know, another feather on their cap. It's amazing.
0: Next up, we got Hogwarts Legacy which um, if you guys don't know, is a huge open world Harry Potter game coming, but there's a lot of controversy with it, and it keeps coming almost every day, it seems like. Um, Shirka, do you want to tell us about what's been going on?
1: I mean, it was already a disappointment when JK Rowling made those statements regarding you know trans rights and calling it a threat to women. Um, and then after that, the the Avalanche Games, Avalanche Software had to entirely disregard her and say that, you know, the game has nothing to do with her. Otherwise, people were going to boycott the game. And to add to that, Troy Leavitt, who is the main developer of the game, uh, ends up supporting the entire Gamergate harassment movement, um, which is basically supporting, you know, like leads in Pixar. Um, and, and, you know, talking about how what they did, they were literally accused of sexual harassment. He literally went. He literally supported them. All right, and you don't have to support them to the face. You don't have to support them upright, outright. But I don't know, man. It just cancel culture is strong. Cancel culture is strong. Um, and and you know he had to get out. He had to leave the whole situation, which I think is great. I think it's it's good. I think it's you know it it matters to take a stand when when people are in the wrong.
0: Um, I I think it's a good thing he's le- he left, but it doesn't speak well for the game because. A lead developer is like the biggest role, so I hope they get things back on track. But they did have something that was pretty cool because of all the trans controversy with JK Rowling. They announced that the character customization options in the game, which, if you play a lot of games at the beginning of the game, you like make your own character. You can basically um, choose any kind of gender you want, you can have. A male or female appearance but you can have a male or female um, voice or you can be referred to whatever you want to be referred to as in terms of pronouns in the game so i think that's pretty good especially for kids playing uh, something like this like to have an inclusive customization um it's a good step forward uh, our last topic today is um something that you guys may have seen earlier this week in the major trades um warner brothers just announced that they're doing a new Superman reboot this time. They're going to have JJ Abrams as a producer, but the big news is that they got a famous black author and journalist ta Coates to write the new film, which if you haven't heard that name, he's one of the most famous um, African-American writers of the past decade. who has been writing for the Atlantic, but has also been writing novels and comic books that have been dealing with race issues. He's he's written Between the World and Me, which I got to read in one of my classes, and it's amazing. And he's also been writing Black Panther, the comics, for Marvel. So uh, the big news is that it looks like we might be getting a black Superman, which is, I think, pretty rad. What do you think?
1: If it's not Idris Elba, I'm not watching it. I'm I'm just putting it out there. But he's kind of
0: old for, huh? for like a new Superman, right?
1: Did you just call Idris Elba old? I'm sorry. I, I uh, no. he He's perfect. I'm not
0: saying he's bad.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just okay, glad. Idris Elba's yeah, great. I'm just glad it's a black Superman. I'm just glad that we're having more inclusivity. I mean, it's amazing, but fingers crossed it's Idris Elba. I'm just putting my love for him out there.
0: All right, everyone. So that's the news of the week. Shrika, what's next?
1: Okay. Our next feature is the student feature. So basically what we do is that we highlight a very important USC student, um, you know, one of your fellow Trojans that's doing some amazing work, you know, creating their own projects, creating lovely works of art. Um, And we just want to highlight their work and who they are, you know, bring Trojans together, bring them closer to each other and maybe create lovely networking opportunities.
0: That's right. And this week we have Brian Vaca, a fellow friend of mine and a USC student. He's an aspiring filmmaker and he's a founder of a new production studio called The Madness Studios. Brian, how are you? Hey guys, I'm doing well. We're doing well too. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Madness Studios? Sure. So
2: um, I'm Brian. I'm a transfer student at USC I'm a business student uh, so I'm a business major and a cinematic arts minor so got that business and creative side to me and and yeah and I started the Madness Studios back in October as kind of like a character driven like multimedia production studio and like now it's It's really grown. Like I I don't even know where to start with it. It's really taken off. It's basically become an entire like international network of creatives, filmmakers, influencers, musicians, actors, like all kinds of like things attached. And we're creating a lot of like exciting stuff, a lot of exciting projects, um, with the purpose of rebranding, reinventing, and innovating the entertainment industry.
1: That's amazing brian um can you give us a little bit of a backstory how did this all start how did you think about coming up with this especially in college in between all of that you've done so much how did it start
2: oh definitely so um i think it was so last last semester i started taking like these entrepreneurship um kind of classes um one was in uh, marshall's called entertainment entrepreneurship and one was in the School of Cinem- Cinematic Arts called uh, The Entertainment Entrepreneur and it kind of opened my eye to like um, being kind of more than just a creative being like an entrepreneurial creative and I kind of found I would honestly say I found the thing that I wanted to do I really wanted to start my own company I really wanted to not just only be creating projects but uh, I I would say my ultimate goal is to create an entertainment empire for myself um, and yeah and I started back when it was just me and a friend. Um, Her name was Grace Harrison. Uh, We just created this um, project called Autumn in LA, which took a TikTok trend that was popular at the time. Um, It was the TikTok trend where you dress up as a bedsheet ghost and you just take pictures. Um, So this is during October. And I made a short film about it. And I'm really proud of it. It was like my first character creation. And it really explored um, kind of this idea of like, a character-driven studio where you know it's all focused on the characters that kind of jump out of my mind, and yeah, that's kind of how it started. And um, after a while, um, when the semester was ending, I kind of had to focus on studies again because I was so busy with the studio. I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot I was a student for a little bit. So I focused on my effort back into that. And um, in January, I posted to my LinkedIn saying I wanted to take it more seriously. and I wanted to like expand it and it kind of blew up a little bit. Um, A lot of people from like around the country and um, just recently around the world started to like contact me and connect. So um, it really grew like from um, like college students and alumni from all over the country to just, um, yeah, to other individuals all around the world.
0: Uh, I got to say, I got a chance to see Autumn in LA, which by the way, for you guys who haven't seen it, it's on Brian's YouTube channel. And I thought it was really cute. And I love the character, Autumn. Which, uh, I just want to know, like, how did you get that idea of that character?
2: Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I saw that actually Grace approached me with saying she wanted to do that photo shoot, would dress up as a ghost. And like, I was all for it. We would go to random places in LA. And as we were doing it, I was thinking like, this could really be something. So um, I thought, okay, I want to create a character based on this trend. So I thought, how do I make this character stand out? So I, I bought I went literally went to like Target the day of the shoe bought like a little pail then bought like a witch's hat then uh, we went to Santa Monica and there's those vendors that are selling those like lights I don't know if like you guys have seen it but hopefully the audience knows what I'm talking about like they're like balloon lights or something and I saw this vendor selling one with like a pumpkin and I was like I was like I wasn't gonna buy it and then I turned right around and I'm like how much is it twelve dollars later I got it and that kind of created the character of autumn so it was just grace uh my, so yeah it was just her putting on the ghost like the ghost sheet, having the pail putting on the hat having sunglasses like the TikTok trend and the balloon in hand and yeah we were just literally walking around santa monica you know um and yeah it's kind of funny though um there were other people that I did not know also doing the trend and I asked them to be in the video. So they actually show up in the video as like a group of ghosts. Um, hopefully you saw that. I'm all well, like, I do, I don't know who those people were, but I asked them to be in the video and it worked out.
0: Wait, those people were not planned? Those people were
2: not planned. That just happened the day of the shoot. I don't know who those people are to this day, No way. but it, I'm glad it worked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you watch it, you'll definitely understand what we're talking about. I, uh, I thought the character was Really, really cute, and I feel like there was like a bit of a Nightmare Before Christmas vibe. Yeah, I, I, I could feel that, and it was. I thought it was done really well.
2: Thank you. Yeah, my whole intention was basically taking a little bit of that Tim Burton spirit, um the Halloween spirit. Halloween's my favorite holiday, and just trying to make a short film where you're not really watching a film. It's more of like a storybook come to life in front of your eyes, um, and it has that Dr. Seuss feel, where like every line actually rhymes. So. It, it it came out really I, th- I thought it came out really great
1: um Brian tell me what I mean who is really your your inspiration when it comes to all of this you know not just with your entrepreneurial spirit but like you know a filmmaker that you really look up to you know give us a bit of your vibe what kind of films can we expect from you
2: honestly uh, it's a very mixed vibe like some of it is like a Tim Burton vibe we're like I just love the characters you created all the worlds um, I feel like he's just a filmmaker that's just known for his characters and I really wanted to aspire to be that. Um, with like all the characters across like a lot of genres. Um, like I also love musicals, so that um hopefully it was a little present in autumn. But also I'm like the biggest fan of Euphoria on HBO. So Sam Levinson, I like love his work. Um Euphoria, uh, Malcolm and Mary. Like it's Like, it's one of the things I'm actually working on a TV show right now that kind of takes inspiration from, like, Euphoria right now. And he's just also one of my um, inspirations.
0: Are there any, like, projects that you can talk about right now that you have on the slate that you can tell us a little bit about? You know? Yeah.
2: um, A little bit of a hint. I would love to. Um, So, me and my team, we are actually working on that kind of Euphoria TV show. It's actually like, it's Euphoria meets Nerve that film about this like that kind of like scavenger hunt meets bandersnatch so it's an interactive television show and um it's where the audience gets to like choose kind of a little bit your own adventure and it's set during the pandemic i'm really excited for it. we're currently in the writers room right now um and hopefully get it to youtube um we're also working on this like comedy podcast where it's kind of i describe it as like Bill and Ted meets Ghostbusters. It's about these two best friends that figure out how to conjure up ghosts <laughs> and have to figure out how to uh,
1: essentially awesome. put the genie
2: back in the bottle. Yeah. And my last thing, since we're in multimedia, we're kind of all over the place um, in terms of what we do. And uh, one of the things we're going, we're uh, doing right now on the social media side is, I'm actually creating my own version of a content house called the Math House. Um, and it's an, kind of more of, more of a uh, content incubator for up-and-coming um, like content creators and influencers right now. And there's actually some USC students already signed up for it, and a lot from um, all over SoCal right now. So a lot of stuff is going on at the Madness Studios, and it's a really exciting time.
0: Brian, thanks for coming on and talking about Madness Studios. This was definitely a treat for us, as well as for you, I hope. Brian's going to stick around for our main topic discussion which is coming up next. All right, Shirka, can you introduce our main topic?
1: All right. So what we have next is the big picture. Okay. This is, I love this segment. This is where we discuss big picture ideas, trailblazing content, and the industry as a whole. You know, how do these, these amazing things that are happening within, within the industry impacting us on a daily basis? Um, And for this, we usually keep our guest guest speakers on. So Brian is going to be here a little longer, and he's going to be part of this amazing discussion, and we really hope you enjoy it.
0: Yeah, so we basically are going to choose a main topic, and we're going to break it down, and we're going to look for the bigger picture. Ah, see what we did there? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, so our big picture this week is WandaVision, we said at the top. And unless you've been living under a rock, um, this show has been dominating the internet so you probably have heard about it and it just ended less than 24 hours ago so um we all just got a chance to watch it it's pretty fresh i was a maniac so i stayed up till midnight brian when did you watch it
2: i actually watched it at midnight too (laughs) i stayed up all the the night just for that
0: (laughs) and Shrika, you you binged almost all of this in the past 36 hours
1: Yes, every single episode. And while I'm very mad at you, I have to say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. You know, I cried towards the end. It was it was beautiful. And I don't regret a single minute that I spent Friday evening binge watching this. Absolutely not.
0: Okay. well, first, I just want to cover a little bit of a base. I want to see how much all of you are plugged into the MCU. So, Brian, how much of a fan of the MCU are you?
2: I would say I'm a pretty big fan. I keep up with basically everything that they're uh, putting out. What about you, Shirka?
1: Okay, so wait. Uh, I'm not to that level where I watch everything they put out. I haven't watched the entire Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> franchise, cough, cough. Um, but I was an incredibly crazy X-Men fan, which I know is an entire different franchise. But I'm, I'm like pretty aware of Marvel. Let's just say that.
0: Okay, so you're the noob. You're the layman's perspective on WandaVision. <laughs> So, okay, sorry. Well,
1: Hey, but I'll like, <laughs> give you the third party perspective. Like not the crazy maniacal, I'm obsessed with this universe, so everything's amazing perspective. You know, I'm more well-rounded. Okay. Let's, go, let's say that.
0: I'd say I, I go up and down. I mean, I, I'm never down as in like I'm not into it, but um, I can be into it, but I then I can be really into it. So right now I'm really into it. So we got a bit of a range. I feel like I'm on one end. Brian's in the middle. And Shurka's on the other end. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so we're going to get into spoiler territory because we want a good discussion here. So if you guys haven't seen it, just stop listening, bookmark this, come back to it later. Um, I want to cover all our general impressions. So this overall, what do you think of the series? We'll start with you, Brian. What do you think of WandaVision?
2: Honestly, I thought it was a very groundbreaking, very innovative um, TV series. I feel like there's really nothing like it on tv and marvel really decided to take like a different a different approach in their content and it's i think it just really paid off it's just it's not it's something that's going to just like stay as one of the greatest achievements i think of tv or just at least one of the most innovative
1: oh absolutely you know and i think it's also about like how i mean we always wanted to see more of wanda and vision i think they're such an amazing couple you know in the movies um and, you know, to see them in a different light, especially after, you know, the trauma that Wanda faced, um, you know, after Infinity and then after Endgame as well, um, it's, it's wonderful to see them together again. Uh, and more than anything, it's, you know, as much as it, it, it pretends to be initially, uh, you know, a cute little story, it's, it's traumatic. It's, you know, it's a cathartic experience. You go up and down. It's, I mean, it's it's everything and more. I fell in love.
0: Yeah, like we should get one thing off the bat. This is a weird show. This is about a a girl and a robot and their marriage and their kids. So, so, so like we have to like kind of really clear the air here. This is like a really wacky show and the structure is super wacky. Even if, even if you are an MCU fan, this is like very different. Um, I thought it was pretty amazing. I'm, I'm definitely in line with you guys. This especially loved, um, the, the how they retooled each era's sitcom. Like cause if you, if you if you've grown up with some of these sitcoms in America, the way they kind of parodied them and also were meta with them. I thought it was very smart. Um we're gonna talk about the ending, but overall I definitely thought this was amazing and uh I love Wanda. I thought she was just amazing in the show. Uh she definitely jumped up into my top tier favorite characters in the MCU. Um, do you guys have any singular standout moments in the show that come to mind
2: sure yeah I was actually thinking a second to think about it I mean there's so many good moments it's really hard to just choose one honestly Um, but I would say I think it was yeah. honestly I would just say probably the second to last episode I think it's episode eight where you really get a backstory to Wanda's like um, history, you know, from the moment of uh, where that stark bomb fell in her, I guess it was a living room, um, where losing her parents, the Mind Stone. Um, like, I just felt like going on such like a season's worth of an emotional journey in like a single episode. It was like, it was so intense, but it was just so beautifully and well done. It, it was, you got to see like an entire character arc and story, like in, in a way it's never been presented before. And I just really got to feel for Wanda. So I think that's something I'm always going to really remember about that show.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was going to say that's my favorite as well. Um, You know, but I think uh, more than anything, the way that they built up to that point, you know, you see subtle, subtle hints of her going insane. You know, subtle, you know, hints throughout each episode where you're like, you know, something's off, something's off, something's off. And that really, that's like, you know, you grip onto your seats, you're expecting something they do it in such a way where you're not, you're not distant from the comedic element of it, but at the same time, you know, you know, there's a lingering feeling at the back of your neck where you're like, something's going off. Um, And I think just seeing them as a wonderful family, the, I mean, the chemistry between the children, uh, the chemistry between Wanda and Vision, it's, it's beautiful. They've done it so well. Um, Yeah. And, and then I'm okay. This is again, spoiler, but Quicksilver's back, Pietro's back. Um and that was uh, I mean that entire episode I loved it. It was so good that that's my favorite episode just because of the 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 sister and brother dynamic.
0: Well, he's not really back. But yeah, we we got a bit of quicksilver in this. He's he's not he's not re- he's not really back, but uh, I thought what they did with that like casting Evan Peters was pretty clever and it was like trying to trip us up by um I guess like I feel like this show really made you want to theorize every week. And I was one of those idiots who watched this every week and probably spent far more time on the internet reading about it than actually watching it. Like like watching videos about it, like far longer than what the episodes were, which is kind of crazy. I have to agree with you guys. Episode eight is the best one.
1: Agreed. But you know, wait, I'm a little confused, right? So you said that Quicksilver isn't really back, but then Evan Peters plays Quicksilver in the x-men series so there has to be something okay and this everyone's saying has to do with like the multiverse theory so is quicksilver back as her brother probably not but quicksilver's back
0: i don't think so what do you think brian uh
2: i don't think so either um uh, kind of just watching that finale um i don't know that's i would just say that's one of the most more uh, questionable decisions marvel made with that series overall great series but one of the more kind of questionable decision decided to take with that he just ended up being a regular guy or Evan Peters uh, uh character was named Ralph which they hinted at through the entire like series and you're wondering oh who's Ralph you know Twitter was going crazy like oh is this Mephisto is this Nightmare is this the rabbit like <laughs> like Senior Scratchy <laughs> I think rabbit. his name was uh, yeah and he just ended up being a regular guy who um his name was Ralph I think I think his name was really Ralph Boner like I'm not even making that up that's like that was his name and I don't know I was just I was hoping I was actually hoping it was the X-Men um Quicksilver you know the multiverse angle but um, Marvel decided to take a different uh turn with it and uh well uh for me personally I think it was one of, more of the one of the more questionable decisions but um but you know they Marvel did what they did so
0: Yeah I mean I think it, yeah, I feel like everyone's going to fall differently on that decision. I thought it was genius because it was so meta. Like, I think it was a way to let people know something's off without saying it outright by casting someone that's the wrong actor. Um, But yeah, I think people are going to be a bit divided on that. What did you guys think about about the ending, like overall?
1: When we get to know about Agatha... I agree. Maybe I'm a noob. All right. Maybe I did not predict it, but I seriously, I did not predict it. I did not predict that the nosy neighbor would be the villain. I knew, I mean, it's Catherine Hans, So like, she has to have an important role. I, I saw that coming, but I don't know the fact that she was, you know, like this main witch and then, you know, she has such amazing powers and everything. It was just such a shocker. And I was literally sitting there like a little child, uh, absolutely in love with her. Um, I do feel however, that, there wasn't enough of a build up when it came to, to her, her part. Um, it was all like all of a sudden, which I think, yes, is important. But I feel it was like, I don't know, I, her storyline in itself, I think could have been built up a little more. There wasn't any, there wasn't any motive to want um, Scarlet Witch's power. It's just that, uh, and there wasn't any motive for her to try and break up her trauma. You know, it was just that, oh, I want your power. I want to see how you did it. But there wasn't, I, I felt that it was, everything was too quick. They were trying to fit it into one episode, the entire motive of it. And I feel they could have branched it out a little more. I didn't find enough of a motive for her to, 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 to go all vengeful on, on Scarlet Witch.
2: Honestly, a little bit, I was kind of wondering of where, where did Agatha come from, kind of a little bit, because um, I, I was, you know, I was... Twitter and like TikTok and basically every the entire internet was going crazy. I was like there's got to be a big bad. There's got to be a bigger bad than agatha And I thought it was going to be, you know, Mephisto or Nightmare were names thrown around. But you know, it was kind of a little random, I would say, maybe where Agatha came from, but I thought she was done really great. I I as a character, um like her her motives were very defined. Um she, I would say she was one of the better villains of the MCU. Um I thought the whole connection to, like, the Salem witch trials, I thought that was really cool, because I I, I I actually, like, like history, so when they kind of put that in there, I was like, whoa, like, this is new, this is a different direction for Marvel, um, and, I, and I love that. I, I would say the ending as a whole, like, my heartstrings are just pulled so far for, like, Wanda, um, and just Vision, and just... Like, you got to see, like, you got to see what the show is really about, which is, like, its title. It's WandaVision, and it's, you got to really feel, um, for, like, these characters. Like, you only see glimpses of them in the movie, and just where the show brought them, like, their entire love story. And kind of, like, the closure, um, she kind of needed from their relationship. It, that love story, that, those performances were, like, just phenomenal. Um, like, I I was crying a little bit at the ending. I'm not going to lie. I'll be completely honest on that.
0: Yeah, I think I think we were all crying. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen like were amazing. It kind of shows you that they get these great actors to kind of play secondary characters, and they're actually phenomenal. And if you just give them something to lead themselves, like you can really see that. Just kind of crazy. Um, last question, guys. Um, we talked about Wandavision and how we thought it was groundbreaking, or maybe some of its faults, but. I want to get your thoughts on how does it fit into peak television that we know for the past decade? Like, is this something that's completely different or is it going to influence television to do new things? Where do we see TV going in the next decade? Brian, I'm going to throw this to you first. I want to hear your thoughts. Sure. Yeah. I
2: think it's going to completely influence television at least, at least where television Um can go honestly the quality of the show alone I think it had like I I think it had the biggest budget for a TV show ever, um in history and it definitely shows at least it looks it looks and feels like a ten hour movie I guess like the quality is up to par with like the Marvel movies so just in like quality and direction um I think it will influence um in terms of like the format like the sitcom like you know, approach the whole, you don't really know what's going on in the beginning until later, you know, twists and turns. I think it's going to push stories to, like, be, I don't know, to push the boundaries of story further. It's going to push character arcs further. It's going to push a lot of, like, showing, not telling even further. Um, and just, like, how hooked everybody, like, the entire internet was up until, like, the finale and even after the finale. like. I think it just will influence TV in the way to, you know, be more courageous with like the narrative decisions they take, the character decisions and even the format decisions.
1: Okay, I couldn't agree more with what you said, Brian, honestly, because I think you know when it comes to film, when it comes to showing the Marvel universe on film, they spend so much time trying to show you like, you know, the the fights and you know the graphics and the cool tech. Um and that's because they're trying to fit in what the audience wants, uh, you know, within those 2 hours, but if you have it in this sort of uh, TV series format. It allows for a lot more of character development. It, it allows you to look at these superheroes as, as not just people with power, but, you know, people with real emotions, with real backstories, with the real, you know, uh, with real traumas. And I think that is so, that's, you know, spot on. It, it it helps us, you know, delve further into these characters. I think my only question is, um, you know, we've moved into this very, like, OTT TV uh, streaming um, medium. Um, but you know, when it comes to watching these amazing superhero films, I think a large part of it is the, the audience experience, um, which we truly get when it comes to, you know, sitting in a movie theater, you know, you grabbed your popcorn, everyone's sitting there, everyone's in love with, with the universe. You know, there's gasps, there's screams, there's, you know, uh, actual excitement as you watch it in the big screen. Uh, and also the visuals in itself, you know, watching the the fight on TV versus watching it, you know, in, in a huge screen is different. Um, how do you guys think it'll change the way we consume content um, when it comes to 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 experience based viewing?
0: I feel like it's different. It's not sitting in a theater, but especially with a show like this, there is a lot of engagement amongst fans amongst people watching it, and I think a lot of that is like on Twitter immediately like after midnight when I watch it when I go there there's like so many memes and I feel like there is like almost a sense of people watching it together I think that has to do with the weekly format and um I like binging I I love that format too I think it's it has its perks but um and I and I used to hate the weekly format but this show made me kind of love it and miss it because you get to kind of theorize every week and take it in rather than just watching it at different times than other people. So, I feel like if anything, I hope weekly formats come back. That's my take at least.
2: Um, I actually couldn't really agree more with uh Animal like the weekly format just like for so long I was like just on the edge of my seat like every Thursday night, like every week. Like I would be, you know, doing classes and I'm just like what's going on with WandaVision? Like um, and like I if, if we weren't sitting in a movie theater, which is like right, but I feel like, you know, in a sense, we were almost like in a community watching it all at once every week. Um, I feel like the Internet community really just came around, um, you know, whether it's like people retweeting their theories on Twitter or just or I saw a lot of conspiracy theories on TikTok. And with TikTok, you know, things can go viral. Like I'm, I I talked to a lot of people that their first introduction to the MCU was WandaVision because it was so fresh and it was so new. Um, and it's just, I think the weekly format, I think is it's going to really make a comeback. I think if, like, I love binging as mostly everybody. I do it all the time, but just the weekly format, it, it builds for a much more community experience. Like the whole kind of country or, you know, the world comes together on this time every like day of the week to like theorize or like watch this I think One Division is just it's really something more than a show it's 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 an experience.
1: Oh yeah, I love that you brought that up. I mean both of you, you know, you're talking about socializing and you know talking in communities built on on the social platform rather than in person and I think that's that that's evident and it speaks a lot about how we've changed as individuals especially through the pandemic um, you know how we seek out um, social interactions and I think that you're finding uh, I mean for me it's different for me I, I love the theater experience and I'm pretty sure you all do too and I think they've you know the, the creators of WandaVision have really changed the way they've cre- uh, made the film to appease to that idea um, but, but, you know, I, I totally agree with, with your, when you all say that, you know, you're finding communities and you're finding interactions through another platform. Um, and I think in a way that, that as well is amazing. Um, I just don't know how that's going to, to, to work for, um, other, uh, MCU characters who are also potentially going to get, um, streaming based, uh, content that's being shared. Um, you know, cause I think a lot of them I mean if again if you're going through the emotional aspect I think it's great I think the beauty of WandaVision isn't the isn't the the aesthetic of her powers but it is her her immensely you know heartbreaking storyline so I just hope that you know that adds up for other MCU characters as well
0: Yeah um, and since Brian like I know you're creating your own stuff web series and content for lack of a better word and I feel like this series is coming out at a moment where cinemas are shut down we get we're at home. We're watching stuff at home, and it's it's the thing people are watching right now: movies or television. Do you see streaming taking over cinemas' influence as like the dominant pop culture art form, moving into like the 2020s, or do you think it's like a it's going to be a balancing act, or that cinemas will like jump back? Where do you fall on that?
2: Honestly, I feel like it's a little early to tell. I know the kind of. A little bit of the consensus is that you know streaming is here to stay, definitely, and it's you know the streaming wars have already you know they've begun. But I feel like it might be a little bit of a balancing act. I, I think the movie theaters might well they're definitely going to make some sort of comeback. But if movie theaters really want to stay, they're going to have to innovate the entire movie experience. Um, but I think streaming, like in a way, it's only in its infancy like it's just movies and like tv right now like um like netflix of course since they were the first ones there they kind of have more variety of kind of content like we mentioned like interactive but i think and that's just one streaming service i think there's like i don't know how many there are it's like maybe like eight right now like they're in their infancy like who knows where it's gonna go um but i think there's so much more there's so much room to explore
0: that kind of wraps up our discussion on Wandavision. Uh, thanks for joining us this episode, Brian. Where can people find you, find more about you or your company online? Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, you can. I post some of my things on my personal Instagram page, which is um, just Brian Baca, so just Brian with the Y and then B A C A. You could also look at the studio page on Instagram, which is the Madness Studios, so the dot Madness dot Studios. And yeah, I also do have a TikTok with the studio, and that's Madness by Brian. So um, all my social links are in my personal Instagram bio. So like, if you just go to one, you'll find them all. So yeah.
0: All right, Brian, we'll talk to you later.
1: Um, Before we wrap up, we have something called a recap, which is honestly my favorite part of the segment, where we basically tell you what we've been listening, watching, viewing, reading this week, um, discussing it a little bit, giving our thoughts, and you know, giving you all a few suggestions, just to share our little a piece of us um, with all of you. So, and more, what have you been watching this week?
0: I've been mourning the the loss and death of Daft Punk, very close to my heart. I've been uh, listening to their their last album, Random Access Memories, which is a masterpiece of an album. Uh, it's like a mix of honestly, like a lot of things, like funk um, electronic a uh, new wave it's it's like a culmination of all their work um of course I think many people don't get lucky but there's a lot of better songs on it I definitely recommend that check that out and fingers crossed that they get back together though I don't think that's gonna happen
1: Um, I, so I wanted to say, so my recap is, uh, you know, what I think I want to focus on is more of like international film content, um, because I'm someone who consumes a lot of content from everywhere. Um, I want to bring to you, uh, content that, that, you know, isn't being spoken about in, in, you know, in the, in United States societies and and in the communities that y'all are from. Um, So I'll give you a piece of content from various different continents. Uh, And for this week, I want you guys to watch the Tamil film. Tamil is a regional language in South India. Um, It's called Super Deluxe. Um, It's one that really took the world by storm. Um, Well, the Indian Uh, (laughs) subcontinent by storm um and it's something that that's really i mean it's it's a beautiful watch um everything about it is amazing um if you guys can get to watching it um it should be on netflix uh tell me what you guys think
0: all right guys those are our recommendations hope you guys catch those up and i think that wraps it up for this week thanks for listening um we know you guys probably are you know heavy Heavy into their in your studying for midterms. So hopefully this served as some sort of a joy or relaxation. But we'll catch you next week. Make sure to tune in. We're gonna have another guest on, a student guest, an alumni, Tiffany Lin. And she's gonna be talking about our new film that she just made. And our main topic, big picture, is gonna be Minari and diversity and inclusivity in Hollywood. So make sure to tune in. Any final thoughts?
1: Nothing. I'm just super glad. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is our first podcast together. Um, I'm really hoping you guys were listening to this and enjoying it and you took back something from it. Uh, whether it's a piece of joy or some you know new content information, um, reach out to us uh, on our personal handles. Um, you know, just you know, take I don't know, give us a little bit of feedback, give us a few suggestions of what you'd like to listen to, um, anything of that sort. We're always approachable. I'm, I'm just glad that you guys are here on, on this amazing journey with us.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your week.